That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and you can pack it up or pack it in. Let us begin with the Green Bay Packers with 2023. Let's Lambo leap. It's 2023, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. <laughs> Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got planted. That's what it is. This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! Yes, once again, we are back on our summer tour with the Green Bay Packers. We got a lot of people in the house tonight, so let's get things started. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Hey, yo, it's fudge packing season, and the Packers are ready for this up north. Um, this is about to be an exciting-ass episode. We're going to hear all about Jordan Love. We're going to hear all about Aaron Jones' old ass. And you know what? We're going to hear about underdog fantasy and our $100 to you if you just use the promo code TSS so you can go draft all these fudge packers onto your underdog roster and go and win that million dollars. And then you can say TSS helped you get that million dollars because we got you money back on that hundred dollars. I'm going to go on a rant tonight, but I am going to pass it on to Flanders before that. Welcome in, Nick. You got Flander Macarotis, indeed. Yeah, and you thought my Dallas Sucks shirt was offensive. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, uh, I like to win 100 bucks through um, through uh, best ball. and uh, But I guess I am ineligible because I am I'm a panelist. So, good luck to our fans out there who, who want to grab that $100.00. And good luck to you. And, uh, yeah, go check out TSSFantasy.com. Check out all of our rankings. Hey, even though it's preseason, guess what? They're all correct. Just set it and forget it, my friends. Set it and forget it. When you're drafting, pull up Nick's rankings because they're all (laughs) semi-correct. Everybody's got it correct. He's got to piece it all together. Broken clock is right two times a day, my friend. (laughs) You can tell Nick is in preseason form once again tonight. Let's get things started. Like again, as Nick alluded to, go to TSS Fantasy. They're not quite right because I still got to do a lot of adjusting doing over the summer tour. But check them out anyway. We're doing some best ball drafts. Some stuff's coming up. Um, we do. We are. I'm gonna adjust mine. I, let me just. Let me just make no mistake about it. Also, don't forget. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're gonna double that deposit up to one hundred dollars. Also, Jazz Sportsbook as well. Lots of great promos there. So use the promo code TSS there. Also, if you're looking for some 
championship bling for your fantasy champion. Use the uh, go to Proham belt. Sorry, they got lots of championship bling for your fantasy champion. All right, if you're watching on YouTube, do us one solid hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications bell, hit a like, hit a comment. Do all those great things because it's little things stopping you from doing it, but big things popping for us when you do. So we do appreciate it. Fellas, I'm going to bid you adieu for now. We're going to bring in the doc. We'll see you in a little bit. The doctor is in. The summer tour is rolling on. We are in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We're on these northern cities. That's why I had to show the pool in the back just to get just to feel make them feel jealous. What's going on, Doc? Love the pool. Wish my view was that good. We'll start with Jordan Love. So after playing in just 10 games over his first three seasons, where he scored 36 total fantasy points while backing up Aaron Rodgers. We're finally going to get to see if the Packers investing in him as a first-round pick was a good choice. He's got no meaningful injury history to speak of, and he's got a good offensive line, and he's got Aaron Jones in the backfield. All of that's going to be really protective. Jordan Love's going to be 15% of the bench. Expect him to play all season. Moving on to the aforementioned Aaron Jones, he's missed just four games over the past four seasons, and he's been a top-10 PPR back in each of those seasons. At 28, though, he's not young, and he's got a relatively inexperienced quarterback, though. Uh, in, relatively inexperienced quarterback, excuse me. He's going to be 70% of the bench. I'm going to say Jones is protecting Love, but Love is exposing Jones. <laughs> Lastly, Romeo Dobbs. So he missed weeks 10 through 13 last season with that high ankle sprain. Now, the high ankle takes a little bit longer to recover than the lateral or outside or medial or inside of the ankle. Because every time you step, the two lower leg bones move a little bit too much when that region is, is sprained or hypermobile. So again, he missed weeks 10 to 13 with that, but he did successfully come back last season and he had the offseason to fully recover. His rookie season was a mediocre data point, but his future does look bright. He's been described as a favorite target of Jordan Love so far. We're going to go 25% of the bench for Dobbs. Got to love it indeed. Well, we got one more team. We're going to Chicago tomorrow, Doc. We'll see you then. Thank you, sir. All righty. We appreciate you, Doc. Listen, we got a packed house tonight. I'm not going to waste no time doing a big monologue. Let's bring them in. Let's get all of our Packers guests as we pack them in tonight. Our next stop on our summer tour, things get a little cheesy. Get ready to leap into Lambo with the Green Bay Packers. Look at this house tonight. It is packed with Packer loyalists. Got to love it. Let's go around the room. Let's go to Zach first. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm glad to talk the Packers as always. Um, no, I'm ready for this. I mean, Jordan Love time, am I right? It is. It's his time indeed. Dustin, welcome into the studio, friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to talk all things Packers this evening. Absolutely. We are definitely all packed out tonight. Dusty, welcome into the studio, friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to have another Dustin in the group. This is thrilling. This never, ever happens. So excited to talk uh, Packers with, with, a, with a like Dustin. Very excited for this. 
A Dusty and a Green Bay Packer alum. Gotta love it. Ryan, welcome into the studio, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. I'll uh, see if I have any insights I can provide, considering we have 700 experts in here. I'll see if there's any unique <laughs> points of view I can bring to this. That's hey, that's why you're here. We gotta love it. <laughs> JJ Leahy, welcome into the studio, my friend. I don't know why you guys keep having me on this show. I mean, the first time I was on here, yeah, you know, made you guys. Uh, uh, it's painful to think about that you had to call Leroy Butler, the Leroy Butler, the dumbass of the week on account of me. And it's I feel like it's been downhill from there. But I mean, this is like my probably fourth time on here, I think, at least third. I don't know why you Absolutely. keep having me back on here. Friend of the show, we'll call it. And I got to tell you, my friend, um, yeah, I tell that story a lot. And they even tell them how I gave you the damn answers prior and we still end up losing. Oh, got to love it, though. What a great, great, fun story. Eric, welcome in, my friend. Also big friend to the studio. Welcome in, bro. Ready to go. Ready to go. All my Packers stuff is outdated. I got an Alan Lazard shirt at home. I got an Aaron Rodgers Cal jersey. I can't wear any of that shit. So you get the Acme Packers hat. All right, gotta love it. Either way, you're bringing the thunder, and you got to bring it this, because listen, the Packers, I was doing a little looking at this Packers team, and I got some questions for you guys, because there's there's a lot to be to question, I guess. Let's talk about last season, though, first. Packers finished 8-9, and nine, third in the NFC North. We saw a little bit of the struggles um, with the uh, offense and the defense, really, just kind of off and on, but they played well down the stretch. Um, points per game offensively, you were 14th in a league, 21.8 yards per game, 337.9. That had you 17th. Passing yards per game, you were 17th in a league, 213.6. Rush yards per game, 15th, 124.3. Defensively, stats, uh, excuse me, defensively, you guys were points per game, 16th, 21.8. Yards per game, you guys were 15th, 336.5. Passing yards, Sixth in the league, 197, so good there. But a run, uh, you could run against you guys, 139.5. You are 26th in the league um, against running. All right, so let's go around the room. Zach, I'll start with you. Three words or less, sum up last season, and expand on it for me. Lots of potential. Those are the three words I've got for you. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of, you know, quick, short burst that people jumped onto. I mean, I always think of that Jordan Love to Christian Watson touchdown where suddenly everyone that was a Jordan Love cynic jumped on the bandwagon. You know, it's tough with Jordan though. We don't know. And with that in mind, I think we need to focus more on the guys that we do know. Someone like Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and hopefully we can expand upon that youth. I love it. I love it. Dustin, how about you, my friend? Three words or less and expand on it. Yeah, it was a letdown season. Um, you know, with all that talent we have on the defense, um, disappointing to see Joe Barry uh, hanging on for one more season here, it looks like at least. I was hoping yeah. there would be a change there. Uh, but fantasy-wise, um, yeah, it was just disappointing all around. You know, players not living up to their fantasy potential and what we had hoped for on this offense. Absolutely. Dusty, how about you, my friend? Three words or three words or less and expand on it for me. Uh, disappointing. Uh, I mean, I say that that's my one word. So that's less than three. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the, a lot of the same things other people said. I mean, I think it's it's the, they're going into a very, with this next year with a very young wide receiver group that got snaps last year that they they were able to figure out what Watson was as the season went along. That was something they didn't know what they had in him early. 
and you got Dobbs. Uh, you know, he had that injury that stinks, but I feel like he maybe knows his role a little bit more. Uh, and you get now an offense with uh, with the floor kind of being able to tailor that a little bit more to love. And you got these young guys coming coming up together. So I'd say the season as a whole was disappointing. Certainly not what I had hoped, um, kind of what I had feared, but not what I had hoped. Uh, but I think it, it hopefully pretends good things for this next year. I like it. All right, Ryan, how about you, my friend? Three words or less expand on last season. Yeah, similar sentiment, but I would just say not good enough. Um, you know, the, the the talent that we have on the team is significantly better than what we saw. We didn't see the right, you know, the, the right amount of effort from whether it's Rodgers or anybody on the defense, Kenny, whatever. Um, you know, you listed off the stats, and when you look at the talent that's on the roster, it needs to be better than that. But that's also, I think, a positive because whereas everybody expects the Packers to fall off, we also know that everybody kind of hit their floor. And the talent level means there's really nowhere else to go but up for a lot of these guys. And so when we see a better version of Jair and Kenny and I don't, I don't want to say quarterback, I'm not going to touch that one, but um, well, <laughs> let's see if anybody else wants to touch that one. But um, no, I, th I think you're going to see a big bounce back from a lot of these guys. All right. JJ, what do you say, my friend? No buy-in. I will touch the quarterback issue um, to not acknowledge that 2022 Aaron Rodgers was nowhere close to the level that he's played at his entire career is an insult to his entire rest of his career because to pretend that that's the Rodgers that we've seen for years is you know absolutely ridiculous. Um, he wasn't bought in, and I think that that trickled down to a lot of the rest of the roster on offense and defense. You saw supremely talented players uh ryan mentioned you know jair specifically was a dude who we know how talented he is he's one of the best corners in the league and when he's playing at you know kind of his floor and you see that across the whole rest of the roster again yeah there's just a lot of opportunity here for guys who are motivated and bought in and playing together as a team with good connection and communication to play at a much higher level um i, th I think that on the whole last year was just a, a waste of opportunity and potential um, so I was, I was really relieved that the season ended when it, when it did, cause I wasn't really having fun with the 22 season. I was ready to clean slate and, um, reset with a new direction. And I feel like, uh, there's talent for days all over this roster. If you can get them pointed in the right direction and working together, I, I think that you could see some sparks. Yeah. I mean, when you, like you said, when your face of your franchise isn't bought in really tough to get the whole team bought in, that's for sure. 100%. But you know, you could have took a knee down in Miami last year. I'm just saying, <laughs> Eric, what do you say, my friend? Welcome to mediocrity. This is the post Aaron <laughs> Rodgers world that we're going to be living in. You just told me we're 15th to 17th and everything. That's like if Kirk Cousins was a football team. We're just okay. We're hoping to be kind of good. And, uh, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I, I saw some things. I saw a couple throws from Jordan Love where he threaded it through some zone coverage and had a couple nice accurate throws on the run, a deep ball or two. There's something there. But is LaFleur that guy who can develop it? I don't know. We're going to find out who Matt LaFleur is this year. We certainly are indeed. Well, listen, great transition because we just talked about what was. Let's talk about what is. So you marquee additions. And this is where I wanted to get into 
what like had some questions because I went through this like, you know, okay, so you lost Aaron Rodgers, Lazard, Tunyon, you lost a couple pieces. And I was looking what you added. I was like, listen, you got a safety to various more Jonathan Owens. Um, and then there was a long snapper. That was pretty much it in free agency. It was like yeah. they were shut down um, free agency wise in the draft. However, a lot of draft picks um, round one. You got Lucas Van Ness. That was uh, from Iowa edge rusher tight end Luke Musgrave, Oregon State. That was in round two. Jaden Reed in round also in round two. Sorry for Michigan State. Another tight end Tucker Kraft from South Dakota State in round three as well. Edge rusher Colby Wooden. Um, that's from he's from Auburn. You got a quarterback maybe of the future and Sean Clifford from Penn State. <laughs> Wide receiver, Datani. De, De I can't even try that. Mr. Wicks from Virginia Tech. Tavian. Um, you got Tavian. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. I'm sorry. I should have looked at that prior. Um, Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. Also in round six, you got a kicker also in round six. Anders Carlson from Auburn. Um, you got four picks in round seven. Uh, cornerback Carrington Valentine from Kentucky, running back Lou Nichols III from Central Michigan, safety Anthony Johnson from Iowa State, and wide receiver Grant Dubois from Charlotte. So there you go. You got very young, very quickly. Eric, I'm going to start with you first. Give me a prediction for the season, where this team's headed, and why. I like I like the draft class. I like a lot of the guys you just talked about there. Van Ness, they called him Hercules at Iowa. I'm excited about that. Uh, this tight end Musgrave, he's actually bigger than Big Bob Tanyan. I think we're uh, I think we're nine and eight and again nine and eight again. Just uh, a more encouraging nine and eight. We're not upset <laughs> about being nine and eight. We have some tough games at Steelers, at Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs at home. I think there's four of your eight losses right there, but. I mean, there's we got the Rams on there. We got a couple down teams. So, yeah, nine and eight, but not mad about it this time. Hey, don't well, forget that the Bears. That, that's down <laughs> down teams for days right there. <laughs> well, that tied into what you just previously said. Welcome to mediocrity. Well, there you are. You can't get more yeah. mediocrity than nine and eight for sure. JJ, how about you, friend? Where do you uh, where do you see this team this year? Yeah, I think that there's just so much that's unknown that I, I can't narrow it down any more than a, a window of like six to 12 wins. I think that, that that big window, you know, there's there's so many things that are unknown. You know, we don't know how well um, they're going to come out of the gate at the beginning of the season looking. Is it going to take some time for them to get going? Uh, we don't know. There's a lot about the defense that's up in the air. Um, I, I think that that to you know try and narrow it down any more than that is is kind of an impossible task. And you have, you know, these rookies that you, you listed are super excited. And I think that uh, Jaden Reed and probably Luke Musgrave are, are going to be featured um, pretty heavily uh, in the offense, at least by the end of the year. But I kind of have my eye more on uh, the 2020 and 2021 classes that are now coming of age that were really blocked by a lot of these old guys that we let go in the offseason. You know, this is, you know, really, I think where you're going to see um, Josiah DeGuara, a tight end, really get a lot of opportunity. And A.J. Dillon, you know, obviously Aaron Jones, we know and love, super, super talented, getting up in there in age. This is the year where, like, these two guys and Jordan Love, who's also drafted in, in 2020, it's their time to take advantage of this opportunity given to them. Are they up to the task? They've had a lot of time to develop. They've had a lot of resources thrown at them. If they can't make it, that's on them. They, they've been given, especially Jordan Love, been given every single opportunity and time to develop. 
and at this point, it's time for them to go out and deliver. They've been blocked. You know, I mean, nobody's been more blocked by it than Jordan Love with a, a Hall of Fame, four-time MVP quarterback in his way. That's all gone now. Show us why you were drafted where you were. Um, you know, th- this is the time you're looking for your like third year players to really be the backbone of your team. So super excited about those rookies, but it's going to be a couple of years before I'm really expecting big things out of them. And I've been waiting for 2020 and 2021. They're here now. So we'll see what they got. All right. I love it. Ryan, what say you, my friend? Yeah, I'd mostly just rip off JJ and his answer. But um, again, the, the unknowns are make it impossible to give a prediction. I mean, even if we're running back the exact same team, it's hard to know kind of where we're going to be. There's so much volatility. I don't know the single thing about the most important position on the team, which is quarterback. So I, I couldn't do that, but I, I would add um, as far as the roster is concerned, you know, you mentioned we lost a lot of guys and didn't really add a lot of guys, but if you look at Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard compared to the unknowns we have right now, I don't think there's a single Packer fan that's crying in their sleep about that. And, and I think it's similar with Tunyon. There was a small window where Packer fans were freaking out. He's going to be the greatest, this, that, or the other. That was kind of a, a silly thing that Packer fans were doing, even at the time, because he got a bunch of touchdowns that one time. Um, Tunyon was never really that elite of a, of a player for us. And so I don't know what we're going to get out of Musgrave, but he's if he's even just a moderately good tight end, we probably upgraded the position. I, I don't know if we're going to get the blocking that we got from Mercedes, but I, I, at the same time, it's 2023. No offense, Dusty. I don't super care <laughs> about the blocking. How dare you? Just, just go, just go run and catch a lot of you know. Give, give me the, give me those fantasy points, and I'm happy. So no, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not really worried about the players we lost. I like it. I like it, Dusty. What say you? Yeah, I think right now I'm sitting ten and seven, and then these first, so they got an early buy. They got the six, the week six buy, and really not a terrible stretch. They start with they've got Bears at Falcons, who offense should be good. I mean, that offense could legitimately run for 600 yards in week two, so I'm very curious to see how that goes. Uh, But their defense is bad. Saints, Lions, Raiders. By that week six bye, I'm either going to feel like they could win 13 games or they're going to win two games. Like, it really kind of depends how they do because that's not a bad stretch to open with. You get that early bye. Um, I'm I'm optimistic on love. I've spent more time thinking about love than a lot of people, and I'm very optimistic on them. But I've also said a thousand times I how he reacts – uh, in a game he starts, how he reacts in a game he starts and finishes, how he reacts to a set of four games when teams start getting tape on him. You could get to halftime and be like, over the first game and go, oh no, this isn't going to go well. So it's, it is, it's, I, I'm very optimistic on him, but it also could change in a hurry. So I'm right now, I'm, I think 10 is seven. And part of that is the young guys. I'm, I'm in love with Luke Musgrave. I like what Tucker Craft could be. Rookie tight ends generally don't perform that well in their first two years, really, a lot of times. And Musgrave, I think, might be a different animal because you just tell him, run in a straight line and run one of these three routes, and I think he can be productive. But like, I don't think a lot of these young receivers, like the, the rookie ones especially, are ready to step into and be a big role right now. So I, I think there's a lot of ifs that that I don't think these guys are ready to to really take a huge role yet. So my hope right now, I think I could see a 10 and seven year. It's not the worst schedule in the world. You get that offense rolling a little bit. The defense is the run defense is something better than objectively terrible. And they can sneak up on people, win a few games, go 10 and seven with the hope that then that springboards them into something else in 2024. Then when you have Musgrave another year and craft another year, but it's, it's kind of a, 
I think I think it's a favorable schedule enough to where they could get ten and seven, and then we'll just I don't know, man. Like I said, by week six, I could be saying they're going to win two games this year. It's just it's it's kind of a crapshoot. All right, Dustin, let's say you. Yeah, I think we're going to be hovering around that five hundred mark, whether it's eight and nine, nine and eight. Um, as Eric said, we got some pretty tough marquee games on the schedule. I figure we'll end up splitting the division uh, right down the middle with all the rest of the folks in our division. Uh, unlike we've been accustomed to with Rogers at the helm. Um, the thing I'm most curious about, and I don't know if anyone else wants to chime in or anything, but I'm curious to see what this offense really looks like now that Aaron Rodgers is gone and LaFleur has like full control of this offense. Cause I think Aaron Rodgers was really changing plays at the line. I mean, you have a guy like, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, and they're getting like seven touches and a half. I mean, that just seems absolutely ridiculous. And LaFleur is a better play caller than that. So it'd be really interesting to see how this offense changes now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. Um, I am moderately high on Jordan Love. I I do like what we've seen in him in flashes over the last couple seasons. Uh so yeah, I but I think we are a year or two away from really making a push. All right, Zach, what say you, my friend? I have to feed off of what Dustin was just saying, because my big takeaway is about what LaFleur is going to do with this offense. I think a big thing will be two tight end sets. We know he's from the McVay tree. We know McVay likes to do those two tight end sets a lot. I think they're that's why they took someone like Kraft and Musgrave early. You know, they were aggressive on both of them. Obviously, they're not the same sex appeal as the Laportas, the the Kincaids, I understand that, but there is a reason why the team was excited on them. I really am just looking forward to seeing what LaFleur is when he has the whole locker room listening to him. I think last year it was Aaron's here, LaFleur is here, and you kind of had to pick a side mm-hmm. as to which one you were listening to when realistically Rodgers was going to change it to whatever he wanted once they were in the pre-snap. So with that in mind, I'm looking forward to actually seeing what LaFleur can do as coach, and I think he's a good coach. So with that in mind, I think – think the division can be won. I don't know. I have zero expectations for the playoffs because I think there's some big dogs there, but it's more or less because it's a shit division. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I think you guys are all pretty much on the same page, pretty much in the same realm. It's about to storm here in Florida. Sorry, my stage is becoming right behind me. So listen, we got all serious to start with. Let's let's have a little fun to you know kind of cool things off if you will i see a couple of your teammates backstage too so it looks like we're gonna get a nice full room tonight for some fantasy quiz show packers edition um let's bring them in let's it's eric from acme army hey (laughs) and we got chris from psr welcome in gentlemen hey thanks for having us what up, Chris? I, you're on a little bit of a mute, sir. Just I think FYI. you're muted. Oh, you guys hear me? Right. Gonna... Yeah, we can hear you good. We can hear you good, Eric. Chris has uh, got a little bit of mic issues. No big deal. Listen, we're going to start things off tonight with some fantasy quiz show. Works just like Family Feud. I don't think I've had this many in the building before, so this should be interesting. So we're going to go four versus four. Chris, Zach, Ryan, and JJ on one side. Dustin, Dusty, Eric, and Eric. Well, that makes it easy. On the other, got two 
Dusty's, two Eric's. Well, this is all kind of confusing tonight. All right, so those are the, we'll team it up. I'll just do it in the order we said. Up, oh, Chris is bowing out. Now you're going to make it all hard on me, Chris. Here we go. All right, either way, we're going to go. It's Fantasy Quiz Show. I'm going to ask you guys a question. I'll pair you up. I'll ask you to, I'll ask you a question. Just shout it out loud, the answer. Whoever has the highest of that round, obviously, will take it for their team. You can close out the round. If you don't, obviously, you'll have three strikes. The other team will get a chance to steal. Just like Family Feud, no big deal. I'm sure I didn't confuse anybody at all. All right, let's get it on. It's Fantasy Quiz Show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. All right, it's not going to be a long game tonight because we got Packers experts in the building, and it's going to be an exciting one indeed. We're going to bring up, let's see, how did I do it? Chris, Zach, Ryan, and JJ are on one side. All right, let's go Zach versus Dusty for this first one. Top. Five answers are on the boards, fellas. Like I said, just shout it out when you know it. Here we go. In all time Packers history, I'm looking for your running backs with the most rushing touchdowns. So Amon Green. Ryan Grant. Uh, Amon Green. Ahmad Green is number two on this list with 54. And I'm sorry, Zach, what did you say? Ryan Grant. Ryan Graham? Grant. Grant. What? Either way, not on the list. Okay, well, you have won it for your side, my friend. Let's go to Eric. What do you say, my friend? You got somebody on this list? Which Eric? Oh, on the oh my yeah. bad. The first I'm just going in order. My bad, Eric. Eric PSR. My fault. Sorry, I probably should have split them up. <laughs> uh, Aaron Aaron Jones has to have. I think I saw him hit sixty this year. Mrs. Mrs. Jones. I think that X was for me singing. Aaron Jones is on this list. So I, I was going to so, say, come on now. He, He's number four at 43. I think, I think, like I said, the judge was just Xing my singing. That is correct, Eric. Good job, my friend. No strikes for you guys. All right, Eric, uh, the other Eric, Acme Army Eric. What say you, my friend? Got anybody on this list? Man, oh, man. I don't, John Brockington. John Brockington? Whoa. Bringing it back. That's a pull. I don't know where my. All righty, not that was a definite strike on your list for sure. Yeah. Dustin, let's go to you. You got somebody on this list. I got. Ooh, um, I'm gonna say Edgar Bennett. Ooh, Edgar nice. Bennett. Yeah. Oh, on this list. All right, we're back to Dusty where we started. You got anyone else on this list? Uh, I gotta say, Jim Taylor's gotta be on there. There Jim we go. Taylor. He's not only on this list, he is numero uno on this list with 81. So you got number one, number two, and number four. Only thing missing is three and five. Eric, number one, do you have it? Number one rushing touchdowns? 
No, I mean, you're Eric number one. I was asking oh, you. Know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have what? Is it my turn? No, it's Eric's turn. <laughs> Chaos. Are we still doing rushing touchdowns? Yes, sir. You're missing number three and five. Wow. Pay attention. <laughs> William Henderson. No, that's terrible. Let's <laughs> it again. Stop it. Get some help. I should get, get the some. dumbass video for that guest alone. Get some help. Well, well, listen, Chris. I, he just popped in. Chris from PSR, Zach, JJ, and Ryan. You guys can talk this over, come up with a consensus answer, and can you steal it? You're missing for number three and number five on this list. Oh. Guys, Did we, 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 we got softball. We got softball here. Did we say All Jim morning. Taylor? Oh, yeah. Jim Taylor's Paul, he's, on, he's in the top five. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, he has to be. He's got like 81, 82, 83, somewhere in there. You know, Jim, Jim Taylor's already been said, Chris. Just oh, so you know. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but Paul Horney seems to be where they're going. Do is he on the list, Judge? Maybe when Leroy is on, maybe I shouldn't have even sent you the answers, JJ. Great job there. He was there. Uh, Paul Horney is number three with 50. And number five is Vern Llewellyn. He is 37 TDs all time. If you don't know, now you know. All right. So I wanted to pit the boys together for round number two. Chris from PSR. Eric from PSR. Let's bring up round number two. And here we go. We're still going all-time history, right? But I want to know winning percentages, and I want to know the teams you have the best winning percentage against. <laughs> there was somebody right. I missed it. <laughs> no. Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. This they much are on this giving list. Cardinals fans they are shit. number five on this list. 47, 24, and four all time. Chris, do you have a guess? Can you jump over your boy and steal it? Detroit Lions? The Detroit Lions? That was a tremendous guess, <clears throat> but not on the list. All right, so good job, Eric. You've got it for your team. Eric, number two, Acme Army. You got to guess, my friend. Oh, jeez. Let's go with the. Uh, let's go with the New York Jets. The Ooh. New York Jets. Did not make the list here. All right, one strike against you, Dustin. What guess do you have, my friend? I'm going to go with the creamsicle. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Yucks. Under another tremendous guess, however, but not on the list. Remember, we're going winning percentage. Dusty, what do you say, friend? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to take a swing and say the Texans. The Houston Texans. Swear they've been on everyone's list. It seems like <laughs> you are four and one all time. So an eight hundred winning percentage, putting them number two on this list. So you- Where are we at? Two- 
Did he Am say I Eric? back? Yep, you're back now. Who is it? Is it me? <laughs> All right. Eric, what do you say, my friend? I wa- I wanted to say Houston, but I like that angle. I'm going to go another bad AFC team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. I, I don't know what you said that was right, but congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I think Farvin Rogers. What what was what was your guess? You said Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, they are number four on this list. They're actually tied with someone at number three. But you're five and two all time against the Jags. So you're missing number one and number three on this list. Eric, number two. What do you got? Carolina Panthers. The Panthers. Oh, what about? No bueno there. All right, Chris, Zach, Ryan, JJ, a chance to steal it. You got two. You got the number one answer still here and another one also on this list, the number three. I got them both. I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers. You like the Chargers? 100% 100% it's the Chargers. We were yeah, over like 900 the against them until our most recent loss. It's 100% like it's the 10 Chargers. and 2, all, maybe 10 and 11 and 2 all time, 12 and 2. So right right around there, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, this that, That's the same level of confidence that guy had on who wants to be a millionaire when he called his dad. <laughs> off. Well, Chris is, Chris is <laughs> offline because he's Googling as we speak. But the <laughs> Chargers. <laughs> L.A. Chargers was number one on this list. Ten and two all time against the Chargers. Number three that was tied with uh, the Jags, the Ravens, believe it or not. You guys are five and two all time against Baltimore. All right. Well, let's go with Ryan and Eric, two for round number three. And right now... Going down right now. You got right, Ryan. You guys got you guys got to step things up a little bit here. You got to step it up. We're we're gonna go back to all time history, but we're gonna stay on those winning percentages. I want to know all time history. Who are the teams you have the worst winning percentage against? Dallas. Um. Yeah, I was leaving that. Cowboy. Glad I didn't say it. I was 100 thinking that. Uh, I'll just go Patriots. The Patriots. This is always one that stoops everyone up. Eric, how about you? Let's go back with another guess. Well, Eric, Eric, too. Sorry, Eric, too. Okay, good. Meet, meet me again. We're yep. talking about the winning percentage. Yeah, correct. Right, but it's lowest. We're on yeah. lowest. Well, yeah, yeah, but am I? Am I? Would the Chicago Bears be in that group? They were tied up until like recent years, yeah, so yeah. I bet we're only like fifty-five percent against the Bears. Why? Am, oh no, he's on my team. I, all right, we're not talking it out. Go ahead. Is that what you want, Eric? Uh, let me think. I, I, my gut is telling me the Pittsburgh Steelers, and. Um, 
Hmm. I, I, just, I just don't know if that's a good one. Anybody else want to give me an eye winks or anything? No, no Steelers and no winky winky around I here. I have Ryan. a guess. I was gonna try to like I was gonna try to like do like something through telepathy and I couldn't get it working man. I really <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna about if Ryan don't get it, we're about to start moving it around. Let's see if Ryan you got one more guess in this one. What do you got? Oh I thought it was going to somebody else. Let me say friggin' Giants. I don't know. The New York Giants. <laughs> All right, this, doing like good. Said, this one always screws everyone up. I get you gotta love it. All right, well, we're gonna move it around the room a little bit. Dustin, what's your guess? Oh, I've got a couple, but I think I'm gonna say Seattle, the Seahawks. <laughs> JJ, give me the Jets, the Jets. Jets number two on this list. They are you're five and nine, actually tied with another team indeed. So, all right, well, you got control of this round. Normally we go into OT rules, but since um, where we're at right now, I think we got enough time to run it. Zach, what say you, my friend? You got another guess? I'm gonna say the 49ers. Dang it. The 49ers. Oh. Chris? Wow. Dude, every time I turn my video camera on, it freezes everything. Kansas City Chiefs, probably. The Chiefs! We can't, we can't beat those guys. Chiefs are on this list. They are numero uno. You guys are four, eight, and one all time against Oops. the Chiefs. All right, Ryan, back, or, well, back to you. Well... Since the freaking Jets are on the list, I guess it could be literally anyone. Um, I need that man cave, Ryan. Thank you. Um, how about the Bills? Equally garbage over that period of time. The Buffalo Bills? That's the secret. Just pick a trash team. That's, <laughs> That's equally... Equally, the team tied with the Jets also at 5-9, um, so they're tied with the Jets record-wise. All right, let's move on to JJ. What do you got? All right, we've got everybody else from this division, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back full circle. Miami Dolphins. Oh! America's team, the Miami oh, Dolphins! Dude. That was kind of why I want this round, so I could say it. Yeah, number four, six and ten all time. You're only missing one more on this list. So, uh, Zach, back to you. Can you nail it? I'm over. I'm over two. I'm trying not to strike out here. My team's keeping us in it. Hmm. I gotta go. I'm trying to think AFC North. You know, I'm thinking. Thinking the Bengals. For some reason, the Bengals. They're just another shit team. Over a long period of time. That's the so kind of team we lose to. Yeah. <laughs> the Bengals. A noon game at the Bengals. We lose that kind of game all the time. Chris? 
Do you have a guess? 21. Chris, do you have a guess? Chris, you there? Bueller. Bueller. Worst Bueller. winning percentage. Is he sitting oh. next to you? Why? 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 Just it was quick. <laughs> He's sorry, got a stopwatch or something. I got a guy in the back. That wasn't me, man. That's the guy in the back. I'm sorry, bro. All right. Well, listen. There's the only. There's a... <laughs> no, no, that's wrong too. So it's okay. Good guess. All right, let's go. Listen, Dustin, Eric times. Well, Dusty, Dustin, Eric times two. You got one little nibble here. You could take off this little bone mm. and steal it to win. Do you know the answer? I don't remember beating Peyton Manning's Colts. I was so going to say the Colts and the especially. I was the thinking Colts I, as well. My other one is on the same division. I was thinking Titans potentially as well. I know we never beat the Baltimore Colts. I feel like they never beat the Titans. <laughs> yeah, they lost all, all, like all time. To the Titans. So so we Titans had a 41, 45, 41 shootout when Favre and Manning went at it, and they yeah, didn't yeah. even win that one. Yeah, they lost to Philip Rivers. Pick either uh, they one. lost to Philip Rivers. That's yeah. it. Go, Luck. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Uh, Pick <laughs> either one. You're all wrong. Yeah. Pick the Bears. So are we doing Colts? Or are we doing Colts Titans? Finland. Colts. No. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Wow. Should have listened to your teammate. It was the Titans. That was oh. definitely on the money. Six and eight all time uh, against. Dustin, you're just gonna tell these Eric's to shut. I should. I should have believed stream, in myself. You know? I should have shown know it all. <laughs> you really got to get in there and just cut us. Couple, one, I was, two, I was spineless, yeah. and that's on me. I apologize. I let my team down. I apologize. Well, I mean, it's it's it, it's getting kind of hot in here. What does that make it two one now? Yeah, we're not doing well. I'm not doing well. <laughs> All looking for the guy who did this. Okay. Well, or is that a clean sweep? I can't even remember. This has gone by so fast. Ju- no, Judge, where are we, at right we, now? we get a point. We get a point. Two two. <laughs> Final round, baby. I lose all bearings. <laughs> I never said, know where we are. He said two Justin two. Final a- round. He's like, let's wrap this puppy up. Is what he says. All right, let's Justin go. Sexy motherfucker, dude. Well, you wow. gotta let fan. Hey, he's fantasy Jesus for a reason, right? JJ Dustin. Let's hit it up. This is round number four. Again, we're going to go back to all-time history. But I want to know your receiving leaders, but I want to know your receiving leader, touchdown leaders, all-time. And there's five of them. Donald Driver, right? Devontae. Donald Driver? Donald Driver is on this list. He is number five with 61. And that, who said Donald Driver? Is that you, Dustin? That, that was I. Dustin who said that? Oh, and why did you say it? Well, oh, you weren't supposed to be. Oh, <laughs> see, I told you I lost all bearings. <laughs> all right. Well, your teammate jumped ahead of you, Dustin. Apparently, you got number five on the list. JJ, do you have something higher to steal it? Jeez. Um, I think I feel like he either set the number one 
or was about to set the number one. I'm taking Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Is number two on the list with 73. Good job. All right, Zach. Sorry, Dustin. My my bad. Your teammate over there stole your thunder. Zach, up to you, friend. I can't do silence. I break. I'm, hope, I'm hoping I get one right finally. I'm going to go with Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. Can't get them all wrong. Let's go. Jordy Nelson, number three on the list with 69. Chris, what say you? Nice. I'm going to go with the all-time Don Houston. Don Don Houston. Houston. Don Hudson. Yeah, Hudson. Get this man out of here. That's not Houston. That's not Alex Bell. All right, Don Hudson's better. It don't matter because he's numero uno on the list. I was 99. Great job, friend. All right. Look, you got number four only left. That's it. Wow. Look at that. Ryan, can you nail number four? Really hoping he wasn't going to say Hudson. That was the one I knew. Um, Let's go Jennings. I don't know. (laughs) Greg Jennings. JJ, I, I I know who it is now. Sterling Sharp, the one and only. Oh, yes. oh my goodness, JJ! Great job, indeed. You have nailed it. Yes, sir. Hey, question. And, question. Yes, is, sir. Where did James Lofton fall in there? I was I was just going through Sterling Sharp or James Lofton. Is he on that list? You right? know, I'll be I'll be honest with you. It's just like everyone always asks that too, and I'm like, listen. So I take that list, I, and I type in five, and that's all. I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got enough time. Got to keep it moving. But well, maybe one of them guys in the back will look it up for you. But. Anyway, regardless of all that, listen, I got to congratulate Zach, Chris, JJ, and Ryan tonight. You guys have done great job. Really, really. But listen, I think, I, I don't know, Judge, I know you really want to get the same, but I think it's 2-2. Two, two. I, don't, I don't know, but I thought you guys were all tied up here, right? Right, Judge, or no? I, I That's where I was a little confused tonight. It's money-making we're not time. Two, two? You know, he's like, whatever. <laughs> Look at him. He's looking to be crazy. All right. <laughs> What's going on here? I thought it was – I thought that these guys got up early and now it's 2-2. That's what I thought. Am I wrong? Uh, Yeah, you're wrong. you have one more question left if you want to make it uh, 2-2 you can make it 2-2 no it's cool i just if they won they won i just want to make sure i was awarding the right team correctly nobody fell robbed tonight that's all well if that's the case listen chris zach dusty and ryan congratulations you, you got me confused got justin in there jj and ryan you are tonight's winners. Congratulations. <laughs> Holy hallelujah, we've done it. All right.
right. That's what you call too many edibles before the show and too many guests. All right. And listen, I hate to tell you guys on the other side, but when we have winners on our show, as JJ knows, as he hit Leroy Butler, we sometimes have losers. So you're telling me there's a chance. Either way, congratulations. That was a great game tonight, guys. Very exhilarating, to say the least. Let's go around the room. Um, let's go to Zach first. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content. You can find me on Twitter at Behind the Zach. Uh, otherwise, going for Two Network. I do a lot of stuff there. And otherwise, just pickleball-related stuff. Love it, indeed. Chris, PSR producer, where can we follow, subscribe, get your great content? Right in your back pocket, Jay. That's where I live. <laughs> Fantasy Sports Corp or Patriot Sports Radio, P at PSR Producer on Twitter. I do a bunch of shit posting. So if you follow me, it's probably going to be a good laugh. <laughs> Absolutely. And hang indeed. on before I leave. We have a future Hall of Famer in Jordan Love. Next year's league MVP. <laughs> Let's go, Go back, go. Oh, wow. That's that's kind of exciting. All right, Ryan, what say you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get your great content? Packernet Podcast and Pack underscore Daddy on Twitter. Love it. JJ, where can we follow and get your great stuff? Yeah, I'm also on the Packernet Podcast Network. I host Cheese and Packers, and the best way to get in touch with me is on Twitter at JJ Leahy, L-A-H-E-Y. It's a great Cheese. name, isn't it? Cheese and packets. Gotta love it. Dustin, what say you? Where can we follow, subscribe, get your great stuff? You can find me at FFDustyDog on Twitter, uh, co-host of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast with my co-host, Jake Trowbridge. You can find us at Drinking Fantasy. Love it. Dusty, what say you, my friend? Yeah, I'm just at DustyEvo on Twitter. Uh find whatever i'm writing i will shout from the heavens there i'm working on some non-packer stuff right now but it just like pop up here and there occasionally during the off season awesome all right uh, eric where can we follow subscribe get your great stuff sir at psr host guy on all platforms and come follow our new patriot sports radio uh twitter page psr ntwk like you'd spell PSR network on a license plate <laughs> uh eric Times two. What say you, my friend? Where can we follow you? Your great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I am not on Packernet Podcast. Uh, I'm at Acme Packers Pod on Twitter. And uh, listen, if uh, you guys are uh, really the best of Packers podcasters out here, I mean JJ is uh, one of the best that's been around forever. But Pack Daddy lately has been kicking shit in the teeth and putting people in line <laughs> at, at a level at a level that is escalated beyond what anybody else is doing on the Packers, uh, uh, you know, podcast networks. It is a uh, next level. So go check out oh, yeah. Pack underscore daddy. What was your Venmo Love again, it. Eric? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. You can't forget Pack Daddy. Like, come on. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break. If you guys want to stick around for the third segment, you're more than welcome. We're going to be doing our fantasy focus then. If not, good luck to your Green Bay Packers, and we appreciate you guys coming in tonight. We appreciate you. Hey, thank you. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, 
No waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money, up to $100 using our exclusive promo code? Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Good girl, Gingerbread. Let's get on to our fantasy focus. Oh, yeah. Every single track from every... All right, we're back with our fantasy Still, focus. Oh, I'm gonna take these. I don't know if these guys are here or not. So let's take them out until they get back. All right, let's talk about Jordan Love. We're gonna talk right away about this QB with the Packers. Listen, a lot of potential here. Uh, now, with you know, as mentioned earlier, now Aaron Rodgers is out of the way. This is Love's time to shine in this offense. Now, are the weapons all there for him? You know, not a lot of weapons uh, with this Packers team, but a good run game um, to solidify a little bit of at least some protection for him with a good line, as the doc alluded to earlier. Um, so I think Jordan Love is going to have an OK year, and that's why I got him ranked 22, because he's just not somebody fantasy wise that I'm looking at, quite frankly, but not to say he'll be a serviceable QB for the Packers going forward this season. Justin, you've been in the back, my friend. What say you? Uh, I got him at 17. Um, really high on his value as a QB, too. Uh, I like to go back to the good old days at Utah State where he had seven touchdowns as a rusher in one season. Love to see that kind of production this year. Uh, if he can bring that little um, element to the Packers game, I think they'll also be a little bit more of a lethal offense and i actually disagree i think they've got weapons galore there i think they've got two young tight ends who are ready to you know take on the challenge of whatever the hell robert tunyon did the past couple of years and then you know you got a superstar in christian watson in the in the wake in the making and then romeo dobbs is an elite route runner on the other side so i think this team is well equipped to uh just kind of you know, take off where they left off with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers right out the get-go, but there's definitely promise there. All right, promise indeed. Nick, how about you? How do you feel? Well, we won't know because you're on mute still. <laughs> okay, he doesn't like the Packers anyways. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, That's all right. About Jordan Love. Uh, Jordan Love can't play, bro. Um, so I have him, <laughs> dude, I'm t look, Just look, I'm going to be, I want to be honest, say, bro. I did say, bro, it's the opposite of sis. So anyway, uh, it was so uncharacteristic. <laughs> I liked it though. <laughs> the reason why Jordan Love is playing is because Aaron got with such a pain in the butt that they had to get rid of him. Otherwise, if Jordan could play, he'd be playing two years ago. Uh, right now he's, he's You're talking two years ago when Aaron won MVP that that's, <laughs> that two years ago, just, I'm telling just you so what. we're clear. Yes. Yes. JJ. Uh, if, if they realized that, that he could play after they drafted him, 
he already had been playing. But right now, uh, Aaron for- forced their hand, so now they got to roll with Jordan Love. And right now, they're hoping and praying that he that he does pretty well. Uh, if he does well, great. If if he doesn't, uh, that GM is going to be out of a job. Indeed. All right. Well, let's go to JJ. What do you say, my friend? Well, simply put, we don't know if Jordan can play, and the Packers don't know if he can play. Uh, Tom Clements, the uh, quarterback coach, uh, mentored a young Aaron Rodgers, mentored uh, Kyler Murray when he took a step and broke out. Um, what he has said is that Jordan has everything he's looking for in terms of the intangibles, and he likes what he's seeing, but they won't know until he can go, actually go out and play games. That's what Brian Gutekunst, the GM, has said as well, is, hey, we've seen everything in practice that we can see but nobody's going to know until he can get out there and play a game. So, um, you know, when I look at what he could offer as a fantasy quarterback, um, he can scoot. Uh, he's got some mobility with his legs that could provide some um, some upside there. And, heck, he's already scored a rushing touchdown with the Packers, um, you know, just in his limited role as that, you know, backup, come in and, and close out the fourth quarter type quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, he also likes to take some deep shots. Uh, he's got a big arm. He likes to hit those deep balls, um, you know, how effective is he going to be? Is he going to be up with the, the rest of the 2020 quarterback class? You got Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Tua, and Justin Herbert. I mean, obviously, that's a tough group to crack, um, but he was highly regarded in that same group of guys. And what everybody said, what all the draft experts said is, this is a guy who's going to need some development. He can't come in and play right away. He's had that time to develop. Um, his head coach is a quarterback guru, got the best years out of Jared Goff and Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. At this point, I'm looking at Jordan Love and I'm saying everything you could possibly ask for has been given to you. It's up to you to go out and prove that we're not all wasting our time and our efforts and energy and resources on you. So is he going to actually be that dude? Absolutely no idea. Um, I think Christian Watson is probably the only guy on the roster um, elsewhere that I'm super interested in targeting fantasy wise because, uh, you know, he had a really high, absurdly high uh, touchdown to reception ratio, like 14%. Um, probably not something he can replicate, but, um, you know, he might still just be kind of a high touchdown guy. Um, very speedy. I think he's very, very talented. If you're playing PPR, you know, we know that Romeo Dobbs has a connection with Jordan Love, one of his favorite targets. I think from a PPR standpoint, Romeo Dobbs could provide some value there because I think he's going to get a lot of looks as long as, long as, he, as, long as he can stay healthy. Um, you know, is that going to materialize into touchdowns and a lot of yardage? Again, just hard to say. Um, he did miss a lot of time last year with <clears throat> decently productive for several games last year um, and managed to work his way up the depth chart. So those would be kind of the guys that I would have my eye on in a capacity. And then, of course, everywhere else across the offensive roster, you got a lot of rookies um, and, and like – you're looking at the run game. Hey, Aaron Jones, super talented, hasn't been able to replicate the um, crazy touchdown numbers he had in 2019 ever since, um, but still has been, I, I think, top 10 running back basically every year. He's still going to still provide some value for you. Um, you know, but Matt LaFleur is a quarterback coach. Unless Jordan Love really stinks, I, st- I think LaFleur is still going to really want to pass the ball a lot. So I wouldn't expect a big jump from the running game compared to to recent years i think you're still going to see about the same amount of pass to run percentage the only time that matt lafleur um, has ever had a really high percentage of runs would be in uh 2018 as the offensive coordinator for the titans marcus mariota's arm was falling off 
And LaFleur is the one who said that he couldn't throw the ball. Uh, so, you know, at, at that point, that year, they only threw 51% of the time. Every other year that he's been calling plays, they throw the ball a lot. So um, I, I'm expecting kind of more of the same for the Packers rushing game um, as we've seen the last few years. All right. Well, ask, ask JJ about Jordan Love. He'll tell you about the whole damn offense. Dustin, let's <laughs> say. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. I'm wording. Messing with you. Dustin, what's saying you, my friend? Yeah. Can we strike gold three times in a row here? Uh, I think Packer Nation is certainly hopeful that that can happen. But um, as a realist here, uh, my expectations are a little bit tempered. I think Jordan Love will be in that low end quarterback two for this season, at least. Um, You know, he has that draft capital. Uh, he has, you know, a few years in LeFleur system here to really learn it. Uh, every year we've seen him give us that incremental improvement. We've seen it in the games against Kansas City, uh, the Eagles last year, uh, where he came out uh, off the bench and performed decently. I mean, he didn't wow us by any ex- by any means, but uh, he didn't fail either. So I think he showed us enough uh, that given that he is given the reins now in this offense that uh, with a full off season, working with the ones the entire time that I think he can take another step forward. Uh, do I expect another hall of fame quarterback out of him? Probably not, but here's hoping that, uh, like I said, we strike gold another time. And the thing that, um, really, um, Losing words here. Sorry. Uh, I do like that we have uh, Aaron Jones and uh, A.J. Dillon, good running backs that can catch the ball in the backfield, good safety valves for him um, if needed. So uh, I'm hopeful for for Jordan Love, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Zach, what do you say, my friend? Where do you, th- where do you got Jordan at? You know, my expectations for a fantasy quarterback aren't necessarily too high, but I look at him as more of a dynasty asset. That's someone I'm pursuing in dynasty. In redraft, I'm going to be a little bit more hesitant. You know, I like the upside that I'm aiming for in a, in the long terms, but not short term. That's a little more scary, a little bit too much risk. I like a little bit more proven production. Uh, to touch on something earlier, though, I'm not worried about uh, Goody's job if Jordan Love doesn't pan out this year. I think that extension. I don't know why Jordan Love did it because it was actually really beneficial to the Packers. They didn't have to give him that fifth year option pay. They got him at a discount. And realistically, if he doesn't pan out, not really paying that much for him to be your backup. And this is a, there's a couple of options at the top of the draft. I am optimistic on Jordan Love, but it's cautious, cautiously optimistic. I think for me, I know I alluded it to uh, earlier with the two tight end sets. I think that's where they targeted some of those tight ends. They've got the running backs. They've got some of the young receivers where they want as many guys out on the field as possible that can catch the ball. Because that way if Jordan's under pressure or if he's, you know, scrambling out of the pocket, there's going to be multiple guys that they can trust to hopefully actually catch the ball. All right. I like it. Eric, what say you? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think we need to all pump the brakes on what we're expecting from Jordan Love from a starting quarterback. I mean, when we're talking fantasy, He's thrown to a bunch of first-year, second-year players. That's not going to bode well for him. But what we're looking for from a, you know, a, a, a new starting quarterback is not to put the pressure on. Hey, we got a third Hall of Famer in a row. We're looking for really sound incremental improvements every week, uh, involvement of more than one receiver, 
you know, we've just we've we've gone really accustomed to Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams over and over and everybody else getting a little junk on the side. What I saw in Philadelphia last year at that game was people in the stands when Jordan Love was in that game go, oh, shit, there's still time on the clock and the Packers are moving and we just scored with with Watson. So I love the way that everybody can get involved with him. But from a fantasy perspective, I mean, we got to pump the brakes. Uh, not like not like uh, our first I, I didn't get the first guy's name here. What is that? Ben Flanders? Yes, um, me. You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't, I don't think he's I don't think he's trash. I think he's got a lot of upside. And, uh, and, and you know, as the uh, optimistic uh, Packer fan, you know, I mean, we're just going to we're going to hope he gets everybody involved and shows those improvements. That's all I can say. No way, Eric. You either are better than the league MVP or you're trash and you can't play football. There's no <laughs> Listen, man, I just want to be better than That is not what I said. That is not what I said. Listen, a little jabbing at Nick is just the way I like it. All right, let's go to the running back position. Look, this is, uh, this is a position where you got some meat and potatoes here, as they say. <clears throat> the problem is, is that there's too much meat here, and both of these running backs kind of eat into each other. Now, I would say last year when you heard me go on, I was like, A.J. Dillon, <clears throat> he, when it gets cold out, he's going to – now, I was somewhat right because he did start to take over a little bit towards the end, especially um, in the red zone last year, but um, at least down the stretch anyway. But Aaron Jones, like he was that guy you thought with Devontae Adams gone, you would see him at PPR step up a bit, but it didn't seem um, that was the case, unfortunately. So, again, could it be a different year with Jordan Love at the helm? We shall see a little dump-offs here and there to Aaron Jones brings his value high. Same with A.J. Dillon. Uh, again, just like last year, he was in my flex spot in one league, and he was just a brilliant flex play all the way down because he was at least getting in the end zone no matter what. So I'm not really sure what to make of these guys right now. I got Aaron Jones 19th, A.J. Dillon 33. Uh, I think it's more because they are both there because either one of them could be really high if they were just solo act somewhere. Pen, uh, Pen Flanders, Nick, what do you say? Uh, in PPR, uh, I think uh, Aaron Jones, right now I have him ranked ninth. I think uh, to allude to what um, Jason said, uh, he's he's going to be an outlet for, for Jordan Love this year. Now, last season, uh, Aaron Jones only scored two rushing touchdowns, but he had five, five receiving and it was all uh, on the ground for um, A.J. Dillon, if, if I'm correct. So they both scored seven touchdowns. So it's going to be, I think, um, it's going to be more of Dillon on the ground and then and then Jones on the through, through the air. But I, th I think uh, Aaron Jones is still a solid first-round running back pick. And then you can Ooh. get uh, Aaron Jones down there. Uh, not Aaron Jones, I'm sorry, A.J. Dillon. Down and maybe like the fifth, sixth round as as one of those guys that that you're gonna need to to put in as a um, flex. Indeed, all right, Justin, what do you say? I'm gonna go with AJ Dillon. Uh, I got AJ Dillon at 27, Aaron Jones at 29. I think AJ Dillon is the the better value. Like Nick said, you can get him at least four rounds later. And um, like Jason said, the red zone. Uh, carries were off the chart different. There was eight more red zone carries, and it was cashed in a lot more for A.J. Dillon. Uh, he's also younger, 
and he was starting to eat into Aaron Jones's uh, targets last year. So he's starting to become a more well-rounded back. Uh, they call him the quad father for a reason. He's built like a brick house, and they're going to want to run him into the into the goal line situations. And I'm looking forward to him having a 10-plus touchdown year while getting him as my RB3 because that's going to be very exciting for my championship teams. Exciting for my uh, fantasy last year. So indeed, he runs up for too. Dustin, let's say you, my friend. We'll start with you on that one. What do you say of these running backs? <clears throat> you're on mute. You're on oh, mute. We, yeah, we lost oh, you. You might have a connection issue because you're not actually on mute. Nope. Might Sorry. Nope, you're good. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, I like both players this year at value because I think they're both um, – their value is depressed. I do think Aaron Jones could be a, a RB one this year. Um, I, and I think just, just based on the contract that they have with Aaron Jones, he is going to be the main focus. Um, and the time for AJ Dillon is going to be next year. I think this is going to be the last year for Aaron Jones on this offense. They'll part ways with them after the season. So I think they're really going to utilize them, uh, save the legs, so to speak, uh, save the quads on uh, Dillon there. For another season and then uh, use Dylan a hell of a lot more next year as that featured back in this offense. Um, but I do love both of them at at value where they're being drafted this year. Zach, how about you, sir? I believe you said running back 19 for Jones and 33 for Dylan. I like that I that market price. Yeah, I, 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 I'm right about there. You know, I feel comfortable taking either of them in those slots. I think that's right around where, the, where they'll finish. You know, neither are guys I'm necessarily aggressive on taking because I don't really truly see that ultimate ceiling. But I do want to emphasize something here that I think goes into all parts of the offense. We actually have a quarterback that's attending camps, you know, working with the offense, and that can help a lot for production everywhere. It turns out when the guy's actually there and he's working with people and they're figuring things out together, they kind of function more as a team. So I think there's a benefit there for both of these guys. Amen. Love that one. Eric, what do you say? Uh, you know, I mean, Aaron Jones, uh, is this his last year? That's that's a uh, that's a tough comment for me to uh, swallow. You know, I, I like the contract extension that he signed. You know, the, the conversation of is A.J. Dillon going to be back? I mean, he's a, in 720 yards last year. You know, he is he is he feature back material? Is he that nimble? The, the difference between Aaron Jones and Dillon, Aaron Jones never takes big hits. I don't care if he's running between the tackles or on the outside. The guy just does whatever he does to prepare his body. He absorbs shots and uh, doesn't get hit like Dylan does. So that that's the only thing that concerns me if he's going to be propped up into that number one role. And plus the versatility on, on Aaron Jones's receiving abilities. Um, I think this could be a big year for him just because he's you know he could be that outlet for Jordan Love quite a bit this year in his first year getting his feet wet in the offense. Oh, I think I heard my name. Were you tagging me in? Yes, sir, you're in. You're up. All right. Uh, the, the the thing that I keep my eye on here is that uh, A.J. Dillon is in a contract year, and he had a down year last year. And just listen to him talk on Twitter 
he's frustrated with the performance that he put out last year, and he he's extremely motivated to change the perception around him this year. That combined with Aaron Jones getting up there more and more in age, I feel like AJ Dillon is maybe the safer bet uh, as you know in terms of fantasy. Um, I still think that um, Aaron Jones's value um, it, down in the red zone. He's sometimes he just feels absolutely automatic down there. Um, so maybe he's going to steal some fantasy points away. But I think between the two of them, AJ Dillon to me feels like maybe the safer bet um, because he re- he really wants to remain a Green Bay Packer, and something's got to change this year in order to make that dream a reality. So um, you know that's that's kind of where I'm putting. Um, my focus, and I kind of look at sort of early career Derrick Henry would go down a lot at first contact. You've kind of seen some of the same thing from uh AJ Dillon at times, where it's like, Come on, man, like you're stronger than that. Why are you going down? Like, just be a bully and push through. And I'm kind of looking for some of that from him this year because we've seen it where he's dragging six guys. I remember uh, a play against the Buccaneers a few years ago where there were six defenders and he's dragging them. It was crazy. And I'm looking for a little bit more of that going forward of just, Hey, if there's just a corner back there, don't go down, run that sucker over, send him cartwheeling backwards. Uh, that's, that's the leap I'm looking for from AJ Dillon. Um, and, and I'm feeling optimistic about it this year. Yeah. I think right, he so does have head. softer hands than everyone uh, gives him credit for too. He's a, he's a good receiver. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. soft, smooth bricks on his hands. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Since my internet's being shady, when we go to this next position, I'll be real quick. Christian Watson, I got 25th right now. Uh, I'd like to see this kid step up. Great, show some great flashes. He's definitely the number one here in this offense. Romeo Dobbs, um, you know, I got him at 65th right now. I think there's some value here with him because he goes does he does seem to be um love's favorite target in camp right now so there is value but right now i still see it more in christian watson um and that's pretty much it with the receivers i see value with the packers nick what is what do you say okay so again sticking with uh ppr right now i have christian watson at 13 uh last season he had 700 yards uh receiving i'm sorry 600 yards he could have had a thousand if Karen would have showed up and in and did his job. Uh, you know, instead of can't argue with that peyote in the cave like like a jackass. I know he didn't uh, even pass it this way. And he can't make it work with Dedica Patrick. What a moron. So anyway <laughs> whatever she says, just say yes. Hard to paint. Um yeah. Fortunately he didn't. Um listen, um so I like Christian Watson. I think he's got a lot of upside, but again, I'm not sold on on Christian. I mean, on Jordan Love. So we so we may see, even though they're working together, we may see relatively the same amount of production from Christian Watson. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Jones is going to eat into his his receptions, and then of course you got you got to feed feed Dubs, and Dubs last year was like the stock market. He's up, he's down, he's up, he's down, he's up, he's down. So you don't know what you're going to get from him. So uh, Watson is is the home run hitter there. Uh, he is going to be their, their best offensive production out, outside of uh, love because traditionally the quarterback is. But uh, yeah, I think Watson Watson is a good deal. He's, he's definitely an art in, 
wide receiver two. And uh, again, draft him with confidence on that one. Justin, what do you say, sir? Yeah, everything that Nick said. Um, I will throw in that I do like the guy, uh, Jaden Reed. Yeah, especially the Danica Patrick thing. Wow, Nick just but anyway, I'll say Reed is probably going to be a pretty sneaky option for later on down the line. If you get a chance to, I would say draft him with like one of your very last picks just for the hell of it because he's a sneaky good slot receiver. And this is going to be a team that's going to be with a young quarterback. What, you know, tight ends going to be a huge question mark. How else do you get, you know, those five yard passes completed? A speedy slot receiver. So I really, you know, that's one of the guys I'm taking last. And then um, as far as Watson goes, I got him at 18th. I'm really high on Watson this year. I think that this is a guy you can't teach six foot five, uh, running a four three. And over 200 pounds, you cannot teach that. And he is one of those rare talent guys, kind of like DK Metcalf, where you can really just throw it up there and he can go get it over just about anybody in the league. And then Romeo Dobbs, like I said, he's an excellent route runner. I uh, love to see him be more effective in the red zone. But, you know, in a PPR setting, more targets and more receptions could easily balance that out. Uh, so I got Dobbs right now at a very unhealthy 70, which I will be bumping that up very soon because I think that he's a huge value as a second receiver in this offense. All right, we are coming up on 90 minutes. This is way too damn long. But so to quicken things up a bit, just we're going to go around real quick with you guys with this, and I'm going to tie in tight end and defense. So let's go around real quick. To, let's go receivers. Give me some guys you like, where you got them at. Zach, I'll start with you. I just got to focus on Jaden Reed. I'll try and make it quick, but, you know, this wasn't a guy that was necessarily high on my radar going into the NFL draft. But once the Packers took him, I kind of spiraled with research because he didn't fit their prototypical mold of what they look for in a receiver. They like those big athletic wide receivers. And I went back, if you go back to 2001, They've taken nine receivers in the first or second round. Only three of them have been six foot or shorter. Jaden Reed, Randall Cobb, and Greg Jennings. And out of that, obviously, plenty of other guys in there in later rounds. But I even look at the 22 uh, draft class if we want to be you know, more short-term with it. Christian Watson, 6'5", in the second. Romeo Dubs, 6'2", in the fourth. And even uh, Samari Torre was 6'3", in the seventh. They like those big athletic guys, and they like to go raw, and, you know, really try and mold them. Jaden Reed doesn't necessarily fit that the same way, which really tells me Green Bay likes what they saw, and they're going to try and get him out there quickly. So he's a late sleeper that I'm trying to really pursue in almost all my leagues. I like that. Mark that name down. I keep hearing it. Jaden Reed. Got to love it. Eric, what do you say? Bring back the bubble screen with Jaden Reed, man. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, I, I think the interesting guy, though, because everybody's talked about, you know, the Watson Dobbs, I think Samari Toure, you know, I mean, this is a guy that's averaging 16 and a half yards a reception. These guys are going to get injured. You know, we've seen it with Dobbs. We saw it with Watson. Injuries, who's going to fill those gaps? Who's going to be that late-round guy you pick right before your kicker to kind of handcuff with whatever receiver you got? Maybe you got Dobbs on your team. Maybe you got Watson. Uh, and I think, I think Samari is going to be interesting. But I also think that from a tight end perspective, you know, I'm not going to have a problem selecting my second tight end as a Musgrave or Tucker Craft, uh, just because these guys are unknown. 
and the uh, the upside is high, and you know as soon as everybody drafts those first six tight ends, the rest of them are a crapshoot. You don't know what's going to happen. So uh, Musgrave could be a red zone monster, and uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I like it. I like it. JJ, what do you say? Yeah, if any of the tight ends are going to be contributors in any way in fantasy, it's going to be Luke Musgrave. Uh, one of the things that you really see – um, the Packers emphasizing on offense over these last couple of years is speed. And Luke Musgrave is blazing fast. I think that um, they'd like to make him a big part of the offense. Now, how long is it going to take him to um, get up to speed, you know, get acclimated with what they're trying to do and figure out being an NFL tight end? Um, you know, you would say usually it's not until year three for a tight end. So um, I'm not super interested in any of the Green Bay tight ends in fantasy. Um, Josiah Duara is one of Jordan Love's best friends. And what you notice when Love is on the field, Duara gets way more looks and targets than um, he did when Aaron Rodgers was on the field. Um, still not buying him in fantasy, but a guy I'm keeping an eye on, I'm not going to draft him, but he'd be somebody I would be paying attention to for the first few weeks to see, hey, should I be snagging this guy on waivers? When it comes to the wide receivers, Watson, Dobbs, and Jaden Reed are the only three that I think um, have any fantasy relevance at all. Reed, again, a guy that you think maybe could come along later in the year and be a big, um, you know, a big factor once he kind of gets things figured out. Um, and, and Romeo Dobbs, like I said, in standard scoring, I don't think he's going to keep up with uh, Christian Watson points wise, but PPR makes a lot of sense where he would be getting, you know, maybe 10, 12 targets per game, I think is absolutely within the realm of, of what makes sense to me for the numbers he'd be seeing. So, uh, you know, you're, you're getting some decent points right there. And again, in standard, I'm kind of probably staying away from him until I see more. Dustin, what do you say, my friend? Well, I want to start by saying uh, Aaron Rodgers also couldn't make it with Olivia Munn, so there's that. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree I with JJ as, as far as the uh, tight ends go. Um, I think they're good dynasty stashes for a couple years, but uh, uh, for redraft for this year, um, kind of avoiding this tight end group. I, I do think it's a good young group that will grow into a good fantasy value. Uh, for the wide receivers, it's Christian Watson for me or um, or nothing. Um, Jane Reed and uh, Romeo Dobbs, uh, maybe flex plays as the season goes on. But Christian Watson's the only guy I'm really interested in. Um, I see him as a low-end wide receiver, too, come the end of the season. I think he's going to be a little bit more boomer bust, so you might want to play the matchups a little bit more with him uh, than some of those other guys in that range. But uh, he's really the only fantasy uh, wide receiver I'm interested in this year. Yeah, um, you know, so listen, you know, you guys kind of touched on the tight ends already. Um, but, you know, I Justin, you brought them up earlier, too. What guys, since they kind of talked to touched on it, is there a tight end amongst these guys that you're targeting out of here? No. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, if I had to, I'd go Musgrave. Um, but to be honest with you, rookie tight ends are kind of one of those those – things that you kind of know there's not really going to be a top producer and then you have two of them there so it's and then you throw in the guara like the whole you know that's his best friend type of thing now you're throwing another piece of chaos into this thing i'm just like i don't want any part of this chaos sandwich over here <laughs> i will happily take the slot receiver at the very end of the draft and call it a day 
Zach, I see you try to get in there. Is somebody, uh, somebody uh, liking this tight end group? I think in this tight end group, it's uh, for redraft for that yearly format. They're better as just waiver options as we see something throughout the year. I don't see either of them as something I really need to stash and be aggressive on early on with the startup drafts. But in Dynasty, absolutely. You know, I have one or both of them in a lot of leagues. But yeah, for redraft, you can be patient. They should be available via waivers. And just like we tell you every night, all these defenses are streamable, and the Packers are a decent D with a decent schedule with some good matchups. So, again, another good defense to check out this season. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much. It's been a long one tonight, but we do appreciate it. We're celebrating that Packers football season. I'm super excited for it. We appreciate you. We're going to be doing Chicago tomorrow, the Chicago Bears talk about their 2023 season we appreciate you guys again good luck to your bears and we are out or your packers my bad <laughs> <We're out>. oh. <laughs>